0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Talking About Birds, a cardinal podcast that would like to take a moment to dispense from the jokes and just celebrate the fact that we've made it, Ben. We're here. It's <laughs> opening day. Wow. We made it.
1: We survived. Yeah. Yeah, this is this is our serious episode. There's Wow. I'm I'm yep. locked in. No goofs today. Nah. No. I'm no. drinking Red Bulls all show. Wow. Well,
0: my name's Nate Heininger and I'm joined as always by my co-host Ben Samorka. Hi everyone. And, and this week we are going to talk about the last week of spring training, the opening day roster. We're going to check in on the upcoming series, real series against the Blue Jays and the Atlanta Braves, and then we're going to make some bold predictions about the 2023 season. If you have an idea for the opening bit, tweet us at Talk About Birds.
1: Hambone, my boy, we're here. We've Howdy. done it.
0: Yeah, it was a close one.
1: Uh, gripping it and ripping it, making it all the way. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, this has arguably been the tough toughest period of my entire life. Is, yeah, uh, waiting for this baseball season to start. So I'm I'm happy Talking it's here to you every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I've I've uh, I've been through a lot. Uh, yeah. You know, waiting for baseball news to come down the line, uh, mm-hmm. Cardinals to sign a free agent, um, spring training. You know, yep. wow. It was truly our darkest hour,
0: but we're here <laughs> on the other side of it. Opening day is tomorrow. We record on Wednesday. So, uh, but this episode is releasing on opening day, which is fun. So, if you're out there listening, congratulations. You made it too. Um, ben, it, it, do you have any uh like opening day traditions i know you're going to yeah. the to the rockies home opener um yeah. but for for baseball at large do you have any sort of opening day traditions or or if not like what's your plan for the day
1: yeah yeah no i don't really uh, so Going to the ballpark is a a big deal for me. Being being in the stadium as soon as I can be is something that I've done for quite a while. Um, And it is I've talked about this before, but it's like the one day of the year in Denver where baseball really is number one. Um, Yeah. Like the Rockies draw well every year, but the whole downtown flips gears everybody's out there early there's drinking in the streets partying music all that good stuff um so it's It's really uh, really fun it's the one day that you you can
0: still say like maybe the rockies will be good this year man it's like the last day you can say that
1: i i could the rockies decisions (laughs) do you you see the mike moustaka signing like what are we doing they think there was a report. There was they uh the one of the Rockies uh, leadership said that it, we think that Mike Moustakas, is he's he's lost twenty pounds, his legs are healthy. We think he can get back to his twenty fifteen form. Twenty fifteen? <laughs> are you what do you Hey, someone's gotta block those
0: prospects. But anyway, <laughs> this is a uh, this is a this is a Cardinal podcast. So um so you're getting to the stadium, you're yeah, spending so, the day at the ballpark.
1: Yeah, real and' we'll, I took the whole day off work I'll be down there early stay around late have a great time we'll you know be ubering home at one of those kind of days um, yeah. but for like opening day opening day I would say I, I don't really have a tradition other than like I'll usually kind of be a little gluttonous a little extra gluttonous that day like maybe order yeah. a pizza or drink some beers or something like that um or and don't I go will, too hard I, I know <laughs> I watch uh I watch a lot of baseball throughout the year but the first couple of weeks i will watch just any game that's on uh yeah. if the cardinals game is on i'll be flipping back and forth to other games i'm just like just soaking it all in watching all of the highlights of for every team i it's it's really just like consuming as much baseball as i possibly can until i i overdose and and pass out on the couch but uh that that's really it nothing too special yeah i have a similar approach
0: so um I it's still actually a little up in the air, but I, I'm probably not going to the home opener this year. Loser. I go loser. <laughs> I go most years, but I've got a couple barriers this year. But at, uh, the one thing I'll say is that this, the, if I'm not able to go, um, my tradition for multiple years in a row now has been to go and get a sandwich from one of the fine Italian delis here on the hill. Normally joyous. Get a hot uh, salam.
1: Forget yeah, about it. Yeah. Get
0: i a, I'm eating you. <laughs> oh, you know. Uh, Yeah. Get on that <clears throat> cheese bread. Oh yeah. You know, and uh, I'm the same way. So obviously Cardinals play at three central, um, but games start earlier than that. So I've got the, you know, I've either I'm either flipping back and forth or I've got multiple screens set up between like my laptop and yeah. my computer. Um I, I have to I will be working some tomorrow, but you know, it's always gonna be on in the background. Opening day is so much fun. Yeah, uh, it's really the only day of the year where like every single game, everybody has their best lineup. You yeah. know, you you've got everyone's best pitcher, everyone's trying to start the season off right. It's a great day of baseball.
1: And uh I'm incredibly excited, of and, course. And there there's something just so special. like I know everybody who's listening to this knows this and, and you know this, but there's just so something so special about the beginning to the baseball season. Um uh, I think for the reasons you said I also think it's kind of like to in my mind it's it's kicking off summer. In a way, I know it's it's still a little too early for that, but it, it's kind of kicking off this. And it's also since baseball is every day, it's like this, you know, it's half the year where one of my favorite things is happening pretty much every single night for the next six yeah. months. And it's kind of kicking off from the cold, dark winter into this period of being outside, watching games at night, you know, just loving life and, and, and doing all the things that I like to do. So it, it's just the best. I I Obviously, I'm excited for it. Not to mention the Cardinals are, I think we're set up for a very exciting season. We had an amazing season to watch last year. Um, Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I can't wait for it.
0: Yeah, same. Uh, Hey, sidebar, if y'all are hearing, uh, uh, once again, I have to do a disclaimer. If you're hearing crazy noises in the background of my recording, I'm sorry. Our neighbors are getting their roof replaced. (laughs) And it is, there is, if I look to my left right now, there is a man like 11 feet to my left. i'm on the second floor and he is uh (laughs) having a very different type of day than me right now
1: (laughs) he has a real job
0: yeah exactly much much respect to the guy who is uh shoveling stuff off of this roof
1: right like if he looks over I think we might've just briefly made eye contact. Yeah. Stop flirting (laughs) with the guy on the roof before we hopped on. Nate goes, can you hear that noise? I go, yeah, he goes, I'm going to shut the blinds. That'll, that'll block out the noise. Blinds block out the light. You dumbass.
0: (laughs) Okay. I know.
1: And I know that sounded stupid, but at least (laughs) a a little, even, you know, even a little bit more of a barrier,
0: like even just a little bit is going to help. It's a pretty good microphone. It should block most of it. So, okay. Um, I also you. will yeah. point
1: out that Nate is hanging out of the window right now while recording this, trying to uh, get some I'm, some ambiance from outside. I'm
0: trying to. I'm trying. I love slapping five. Trying to give these workers a good high five, motivate. Hell right yeah, here. brother!
1: Yeah. Let's go! Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh so yeah so big day excited congrats everyone we've made it um there's something uh that i just saw the first one just a few days ago and it's been kind of cracking me up and you you threw it on the on the outline here so uh uh, i guess we can talk about it the the uh, baseball loves commercials about baseball um but they've they've taken a new approach this year which is pretty interesting Uh, These ads that are celebrating the changes to the rules. Yeah. So the one that I saw was the Brian Cranston one where he's uh, sort of leaned back in a chair with a, you know, a super cut of exciting baseball moments. And he's just very hyped about how uh, baseball is going to be faster. Now Uh, you you get the ball, you throw the ball, you make the play, you hit the ball, you're out, you're done. You know, it's, it's it's a very snappy ad, it's you know. Effective, it's very, yeah. Yeah, it's a very well produced ad. Uh what are your what's your thoughts on it though?
1: Yeah, you know, um I, I think the ad campaign has been pretty much overall great. Uh I think that MLB actually looks like they're like awake and uh trying they, they're, they're <laughs> okay my number one complaint about Rob Manfred and MLB at large. And the way that they're selling the game is they were almost always undercutting how good baseball is before they praised it. And for them to just sit there and be like, here, here's why it's going to be good. Here's what we've done to improve it. Come on back, watch it. At least they're just selling me on it. And I think like, I don't know if you saw the Brian Cranston hot ones episode, uh, which was great. I'm a hot ones fan. Um, the, the show with hotter hot yeah. questions and even hotter wings. Um, and <laughs> the show
0: is not brought to you by that
1: show. <laughs> and uh Brian Cranston was talking about his relationship with the Dodgers and his relationship with Vin uh, Sully and growing up listening to him. And like, I love that they got somebody who first off, like, who doesn't like Brian Cranston? Um I know right. we are both big Breaking Bad fans on this show. Yep. Uh, and so Malcolm to get some somebody... middle and Malcolm my favorite in the
0: of the 90s and early 2000s.
1: Yep. Um, so to get somebody that we all like, who is himself very passionate about the game, talking about his passion for the game, it like, ha- you know, that that's just a successful ad campaign that gets his hype gets me hyped. I think it's great. Um, I've also really liked the commercials where there's like the, the comedian. His name is Sebastian something. I can't think of the guy's last name, but uh, he's like standing around at a youth league baseball game and kind of giving the kids shit for taking too long on the mound or not stealing bases (laughs) and stuff like that. And I I think those have been really effective, too. I've really liked them all. The Vogelbach one um, is legitimately funny, uh, where if you haven't seen that, Daniel Vogelbach, who has never attempted a stolen base in professional baseball after being in the big leagues for seven years, is kind of teasing uh, Buck, uh, his manager, um, about stealing second. Uh, and they're kind of having this weird, like telepathic conversation. It's, I, I, I think it's great. I, I've not seen that. Uh, I'll have to check it out. Daniel oh, it's Vog- the best. One, yeah. looks looks
0: like a thumb. So I'm really interested to see him try to steal uh, second base. Um, but yeah, I, I think your broader point is is good. Uh, baseball. It's like those those commercials. I think Domino's got really kind of famous for it where they're like, <laughs> they we, apologize. We, know, we know this sucked and it's better now. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, I was like, well, I, I kind of liked it then too. You know, I don't need you to tell me it was bad. You can just yeah. tell me it's, it's even better now. So yeah, I think a, 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 a Rob Manfred led MLB, uh, you know, ad would have been like, Hey, this game was boring. Right. But guess what? Now it's not, you know, and, and whoever their marketing director is, made a good call of cutting out that first sentence and just saying yeah. the game's faster, the game's more
1: enjoyable. Come back. And the MLB, they they should, if they have celebrities like Brian Cranston that like the game, put them in more ads. If they, yeah. if they have uh, personalities like uh, Buck Showalter and Tim Anderson and Blake Snell, Put those guys in ads. It doesn't matter yeah. if not everyone knows them. This is how people can get to know that Tim Anderson is charming and funny and a great player. Like this is how yeah. they can get to know Buck Show, Showalter. Like put these guys out there. You have like we know that there are great personalities yeah. and interesting people out there. Do this more. Do this all season. Do this in the off season. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it's that, it's that, the that... first time I thought they've been actually successful <laughs> with selling the game. Which is very good
0: to see. Um, yeah. yeah, baseball has a stars problem. You know, uh, the other, the two biggest sports, uh, at least in the United States, with uh, football and basketball. Um, everybody, whether you're a fan of that sport or not, you 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 likely know the names of the best players. They're everywhere, and they're they're doing commercials. They're doing they're in movies. They're in all this sorts of stuff, and. Almost never does a baseball player get out there, and there's a lot of underlying reasons for that, and the, and like the the type of sport that baseball is, and just the commitment to it as well. But but still, it is it is a I think a defining difference, in why and part of why those other
1: sports are just have a have like a base level of support that um you know puts my, them above. Totally, my thought on this is like, what don't like wait until Tim Anderson becomes a household name. We know Tim Anderson is a great shortstop. We know he's a great hitter. We know he's got a personality. Just put him out there and maybe people yeah. latch on to it. And maybe they don't like that waiting. F- like it's almost like they're like, okay, who's going to be the next guy rather than propping up some like they've yeah. done that a little bit with Mookie Betts since he moved to LA. I think that they've kind of propped him up a little bit, but like just show us more Mookie Betts. He's a superstar. He's smart. He's great. He's, i mean what what yep. is not to like uh yeah sorry i could rant about this
0: i know well hey let's uh let's keep it positive so we're, we're saying we no, like it the is new good. campaign it is yeah. good yeah thumbs up yeah. to it yes yeah so uh <laughs> well hey check out this segue speaking of stars of the game wow wow we professional have, podcaster we have got uh ultimately the biggest news story uh Really, for a long time, I think for the for the Cardinals, at least this type of news story, uh, neither of us expected this. I don't think anyone truly expected this to happen. I think
1: I kind of called it.
0: <laughs> okay, never mind. Ben called it. I called uh, it. Okay, Ben called it. I take it back. Uh, you all know what I'm talking about. Jordan Walker, yes, has made the opening day roster. Probably in the opening day lineup. If, you know, we we've not seen the lineup yet, but we'll get that probably later today. You know for sure tomorrow, uh, he's done it. The yeah. kid did it. Twenty-year-old rookie phenom yeah. makes the opening day roster. the The video goes viral. He's massive. He's <laughs> he <laughs> he so big. He goes to hug Ollie Marmol, and I'm afraid he's gonna crush the man. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, wow. You know what a huge what a huge accomplishment for him. Um, you know, deserved. I, I kind of want to talk through some of the specifics and why this is so surprising, but uh, just to start, like, you know, uh, how, how can you not be excited about this? Right.
1: How can you not be excited about it? Um, I think, you know, something that we talked about um, and something that I definitely feel strongly about is that Jordan Walker was going to come up at some point in 23 either way. Um, yeah. And I think that it is likely enough for him to be a top three in the rookie NL rookie of the year, that he will accrue a full year of service time. And honestly, credit to the Cardinals. I, I cannot really think of the Cardinals in recent memory of really kind of monkeying around with service time. They, I think that they've done a great job of if they believe the guy is ready, they bring him up. Um, and I think that they could have. Uh, they could have kept down Walker quite easily saying that, He needs to work on plate discipline, saying that he needs to work on the outfield a little bit more, Um, but they liked his performance. He was super hot the first couple of weeks of spring training, a little less hot after that, pardon me, but they thought the way that he went about it was like a pro and I I love them kind of putting up and, and, you know, really it it would, while there were always things for young players to improve on. It'd be really hard for the fans for baseball for the 26 guys to believe that they're going north without Jordan Walker and saying that they have the best 26 guys to compete is really what it comes down to. Um, And I think he showed that he is ready.
0: Yeah, I think we saw it. Um, you know, Kyle Reese said something interesting on Twitter the other day that he he kind of believes that this decision must have been made even ahead of spring training, even and of itself with with having all those excuses that the team could have made. With the frankly, Jordan Walker's last two weeks of spring have not been great. All of the pieces were there to have an easy yeah. excuse to send him back. Of course, by not. Me- I don't mean they were bad. He's still OPS like over 800 and he's still a rookie and he still looked, you know, really good, but it wasn't the leading all of the minors and or leading all of spring training and every single stat that he was the first couple weeks, you know? So it is interesting that, like, w- at least all of us thought that we'd be looking for every excuse possible for the Cardinals to not promote Jordan Walker and they still did it, which makes you think that decision was definitely made. Before the last two weeks of spring, which is compelling and interesting uh, in and of itself. Um, I'm interested to know what is the difference between or what is the perceived difference in between Jordan Walker's readiness and someone like Mason Wynn's readiness coming into spring training. I think we could have easily explained those differences after spring training. In some ways, I felt like Mason Win was even better—an even better fit for the big league club, uh, considering the the need for uh, shortstop and
1: and middle infield backup. But
0: yeah, you know, whatever. Well, Mostly, I just want to celebrate Jordan Walker's uh, you know success right now.
1: Yeah, and I think I have a couple thoughts on that. I think like one of the reasons that this makes a lot of sense is because the kid played well. You probably want to extend him to a long term deal this yeah. or next year. That is kind of the way the league is trending, you know. Look at what the Guardians are doing right now. Look at what the Braves are doing. Many teams in baseball are are giving. Uh, Braves have done it for yeah. years. Yeah. Um. So I think part of it, and I, and I do think that players, uh, you know, take personally the the tampering with your service time. And I think for the Cardinals' ability to be like, hey, we think you're great. Come on up right now, like that. You know, to, to what degree, to what percentage chance does that make it more likely that he signs an extension? I don't know. I don't know if the Cardinals or Jordan Walker knows. But I do think that treating your player well <laughs> makes him want to be there more yeah, it and turns longer. Out. Um, yeah. So I think that that's great. Um, and as far as the Mason Wynn point, I think it really just comes down to roster crunch. And I hate to blame Paul DeYoung for Mason Wynn's, you know, being forced to start in Triple A but i think that's what it comes down to it's roster crunch i think I, I think i could probably convince myself that the best infield alignment for the cardinals right now is mason Winnett shortstop and tommy edman at second base um but you have uh, there's an albatross there that you that you have to figure out uh if or in that scenario you got to figure out what to do with brendan donovan um right. i think he deserves you know, yeah, he deserves every at bat he gets
0: too, Right. Yeah. So and,
1: and he, yeah. he has a lot of value as a super utility player playing all over the place. So I think that there's still a world that they can do that. But I think it would cut down his playing time significantly. Um, And, and he's made meaningful changes that we'll see if they're real or not. But I think that's really what it is. I, I will like I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I have a bold prediction that we'll talk about later that will include um some stuff around this. Wow. Um, yeah, that's that's a tease um i but yeah i I don't know, super excited
0: it's interesting too, because like you know there there was the factor that uh Walker we expected needed to perform at an elite level through all of spring in order for this to happen which he didn't do he did mostly but he didn't do and then also we expected we needed an outfielder to uh, an existing outfielder to underperform we needed both of those things and that didn't happen either uh basically every outfielder looked great uh and suddenly Dylan Carlson seemingly has lost at least his for now his opening day center field starting position not really through the fault of his own. He was looking nope. good this spring. Um, but the Cardinals are are chasing upside here and going with the uh you know phenom prospect who will play in left and we know Tyler O'Neal's gonna be great in center, and he also is in his own right a phenom. So it, it's really they're chasing the this is like the high ceiling version yeah. of the Cardinals, and, and I like that. I think that makes sense. Why not in April? if things don't work if if it turns out this was too quick for Walker and he's overexposed uh okay oh no Dylan Carlson who would be a yeah. starting center or starting outfielder on most big league clubs is suddenly our fourth outfielder like good problem to have and then poor Juan Yepes who also has been great uh you know his spring wasn't as good but he has uh, plenty of experience in the majors to tell us that he is a uh, a valuable major league, uh, uh, you know, bat. Yeah. He's now down at AAA, so uh, it's quite an interesting degree of depth that the Cardinals have, and uh, m- maybe the deepest lineup in baseball, right? At least in the NL. I,
1: I think I'm convinced at this point. So the Cardinals have four big league above average outfielders, and I'm, I'm adding Jordan Walker into that group. They have six potential big league. Good infielders for four spots and three spots, respectively, of course. Um, I I think that I, right today, I would argue that the Cardinals have the best position player depth in baseball. Um, And I think that that's going to be a great setup for the season. I think that Ali is a, I think. Or I guess let me take a step back. I think what the Cardinals are set up to do is to manage their team like how Dave Roberts managed the Dodgers a few years ago, where they had so many good players, they were spilling out of the dugout. Um, And that means you're playing matchups, you're giving guys rest, you're making defensive switches late in games, you're being aggressive, um, and you're using all 26 men because those 13 position players are all ready to contribute to the team. I love the idea of Jordan Walker starting against a lefty. We get a big lead and Dylan Carlson takes him out. Um, you know, it's going to be a big change for Walker going from a minor league, a, a double a season to the, the rigors of a major league season. Keep these guys fresh, keep them rested, um, get them days off their feet. You don't need to play six games a week. Um, especially with this roster because it is so deep. Um, it, it is fine to take to have Dylan Carlson have two days off a week. Um, yep. it is fine for for all those guys to take time off or, or DH or whatever it is. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think Ollie's the right guy to man the ship. I, I'm, I'm pumped for it.
0: Yeah. Same. So let's talk through some of the other big, uh, the big ads from this week. So, uh, on the, the, the bummer news was the Adam Wainwright. Uh, IL stint, um, which I bring up to then say, uh, last week we talked about who would potentially be the fifth starter and we got an answer immediately Jake Woodford. Uh, we knew he was making a big league club last year or last week, not a huge surprise. He's been stellar this spring, and wouldn't you know it, immediately he's getting a chance to, uh, to, you know, um, pay off on that on, on his hard work. And so he will be the fifth starter. Uh, not much more to say. We talked about Woodford a lot last week. Uh, he's going to have a tough first matchup. Uh, everyone in the rotation is going to. We'll talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But uh, well deserved, and uh, I, I think hereby begins the rotation roulette, and yeah. uh, we'll see what it looks like in a month, and two, and three, and four. Um, but uh, good for Jake
1: Woodford, and uh, I, I think he's going to do well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. It's hard not to be excited about that new slider, um, yeah. and it's hard not to be. I mean, spring training is spring training, but for guys like Jake Woodford, who when you're in a position that he's in, he is competing. Um, he is not tinkering. You know, obviously, he's deploying a new pitch, um, but he is he was out there competing as hard as he can uh, to win that spot, and he did. Um, so I, I'm, I'm feeling confident and excited to see Jake Woodford. Um, but like you said, it, it's going to be pretty tough uh I think he's likely going to start against the Braves for his first start of the year and they might have the best offense in baseball they have like four potential 40 home run guys we'll we'll, we'll see what happens
0: it's only spring but Matt Olson hit eight home runs this spring training yeah uh he had a quote-unquote down year last year with like 35 home runs <laughs> yeah, so um you know, I, I, yeah. And Acuna full strength. Yeah. S- stupid. Riley.
1: Yeah, stupid How's the right? is healthy. yeah. Yeah. He's healthy. It,
0: yeah. He's healthy. It's, uh, Michael Harris. Yeah. They're, they're Cardinals have the depth, yes. but the, the hot, the top end, you got to give it to the Braves yeah. at least right now until Walker, you know, agrees. Uh,
1: yeah.
0: Actually sidebar, let's be realistic about expectations for Walker. We're all super hyped about him, but if he hits like, Fifteen home runs this year—that would be a success. So let's remember that he's yeah. only twenty. I, yeah, know? I would
1: say my expectation for Jordan Walker is for him to have a WRC plus above a hundred. Um, yeah, if it's one hundred and one, that's fine. If it's one hundred and forty-five, that's great. Um, right, but I yeah. just—I I think that's my expectation. He plays fine defense and has a even marginally above average. Uh, offensive season yeah. he's, he's 20. 20 yeah he's 20 yeah. can't L- be said look enough. at
0: uh wander franco in yeah. uh over with tampa bay now he's dealt with some uh injuries of course but uh you know a, he's a, he's the most recent well he was like 19 i think when he came up or yeah. maybe 20 um you know it takes time uh but part of the reason they're getting him up and getting him in is because they know he will be good whether it's yeah. immediate or not uh so anyway uh other um other news uh, we talked about this last week. Also, Taylor Motter, you know, good for him. Journeyman cracks the club. Yeah, uh, I think well-deserved. Uh, you know, he he had a great spring. I think he's going to uh, he'll be a good utility guy. Uh, sort of 26th man. I think you could do a lot worse than it than him, at least based off of what we saw in spring.
1: Yeah, I think, it, you know, it's a little disappointing that that means that Juan Yapez goes down. He's the other right handed option. Um, but we just talked about this team composition, and it, it makes more sense to go super flexible with that 26 spot rather than, you know, Yepez is a, a little bit limited to first base and corner outfield, and, and Modder can pretty much play everywhere. And I'll tell you, I like from his spring performance, I liked everything I saw, especially yeah. defensively, a little more pop. Right. Um, and and uh, I think he'll be a great, you know, pinch hitting against a left handed pitcher, uh, giving certain guys a day off of their feet. Um, yeah, I think it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, what also makes sense is Alec Burleson. Uh, it, you know, I, I, love this. It's again, that sort of Cardinals going in on ceiling and he's been hitting the shit out of the ball at the end of the last year and all through spring results are still, you know, it's, I think it's too small of a sample size to really look at results as far as uh, like batting average and home runs and things like that. But if you look at his underlying numbers, dude hits the ball hard. Yeah. Uh, And and that'll play. And he should only get better as he gets more comfortable with the majors. So likely not a starter. I I don't expect him to get even very many starts, at least at the beginning of the season. But he should be a great uh, bat off the bench. And if it clicks, he may start to contest someone like Walker for some of those starts.
1: Yeah. It's, it's curious. That's the biggest question to me is how is he going to be used? I think that there are uh DH starts that make sense. There are corner out, outfield starts that make sense. And even some first base, uh, that makes sense for Alec Burleson. But like you said, it's not going to be there a lot. Um, and, and I think you, you probably nailed it. It's probably going to be hot hand is Newt in a slump. Okay. Let's get Burleson out there is uh Walker in a slump. Okay. Let's get Burleson out there. Um, and I, I think it speaks a lot to what they think of him. The, the fact that, like, to me, this reads as, like, he's cooked. He's done. He's ready. Um, you know, he, he's ready for the bigs. There's nothing more for him to gain in yeah. AAA or double A or whatever. Um, so it, it's kind of an interesting... He's, like... His development is done. He's a good hitter, but he's not good enough to crack the starting uh, lineup, which again just speaks to the ridiculous speaks depth. Speaks to the depth. Um, yeah. But it is curious. I'm, I'm, I think that's like probably going to be the hardest thing for Ali to kind of uh, manage around is like you got to get him at bats at least once a week, um, if not a couple of times a week. How, how is that going to shape up? And, um, yeah. you know, you, you don't want him to, you don't want your 24 year old who's crushing the ball all over the place to kind of ride the pine too much.
0: Well, we've seen this cardinal team with some some bad benches, uh yes. in, in very recent memory, you know, I- including last year, and so, uh, hopefully, he can adjust to that role well, and he serves as a really good first bat off the bench spot starter. Um, yeah, I think you're right. They they must feel like his hitting approach is sustainable, and he doesn't necessarily need every day at bats, four at bats a day, in order to maintain it, which. I think is, uh, you know, based off of at least my uh, my perception, I would agree with it. He he seems very consistent at the plate. Uh, the last one here, uh, you know, this one makes less sense to me, but it's not like there were a ton of good options. Um, I guess I'm just feeling a little burnt out at this point. But Andrew Kisner has yeah. won the backup catcher position. You know he's comfortable with the staff. He's comfortable I think with the that's team.
1: It, <laughs> this, this is you're a nice guy. Here's a roster spot. I swear. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know
0: you you could do worse, of course, with your backup catcher. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm still really interested to see how the Cardinals ultimately deploy Wilson Contreras. He was not a full time catcher for the Cubs. They must feel like he will be for the Cardinals. Um, so I don't know, you know, it's not like, uh, trace was like crushing him in spring either. You know, it's not like we have m- multiple deep options and they chose Kisner over him. Uh, we still don't truly understand what's going on with Yvonne Herrera, but he never seemed to be a, a real choice either. So I guess go with the, go with the guy, you know, yeah. right. And you know, that's fine but certainly seems like it can not this isn't a
1: sustainable long-term option yeah yeah i think his relationship with uh jimmy the cat and uh his his <laughs> clubhouse presence pushed the uh the button a little bit in his favor and uh that's yeah. fine you need uh, uh yeah. to what degree i don't know this is true but you need a good clubhouse you need to uh, you need to have fun and um i think he's fun he seems fun
0: yeah uh all right so what's next we've got um looks like we we we
1: probably have an idea of what the bullpen
0: is ben you want to run down uh
1: who's likely in the bullpen yeah i think this is mostly predictable with the injuries that are going on but uh and this kind of in descending order of what i see as uh their spot in the bullpen or their ranking or whatever uh helsley gallegos palante hicks thompson stratton packy Naughton and Drew Verhagen. And I think uh, my, my guess is that pretty much all of those guys are going to be there for the majority of the year with Packy and Verhagen really um, needing to perform. And, and I, I my guess is they're going to have to perform right away to maintain that spot. Um, obviously, you want uh, uh he, he can pro- possibly provide more than one inning. Um, he's a left-handed guy. Um, and kind of the same thing with Verhagen, but right-handed. Um, but I don't think really any surprises there. Maybe uh, Packy making it is a little surprising, um, but not shocking. Genes- uh, Genesis Cabrera going down is uh, is too bad. I think um, he's so talented, but you yeah. got to find the strike zone. Uh, but yeah, I think it, it, nothing shocking there.
0: Yeah, I I'm anxious for Zuniga yeah. to get a shot, um, but I understand why he's not making the opening day. Uh, and then Vilking is hurt, so you know the uh, the bullpen. Like you said, it did kind of. It comes together in a way that was anticipated. Uh, Jojo Romero was optioned. I suspect he'll uh, find his way back up to the big league roster at some point as well. Yeah. Uh, Okay, so um, let's see what other big news from the last week. Uh, Let's talk about Miles Michaelis. Yeah, it it happened, Ben. We we've been talking about the spring extension. I think uh, last week. We, we spent quite a long time talking about a spring extension yeah. and, you know, it wasn't immediately after we were done recording. But, uh, you know, within about 12 hours of our episode being released, yeah. uh, the Miles Michaelis extension was announced. So, well, yeah, uh, Mo's
1: a busy guy. He can't listen to our yeah. show as soon as it drops. You know, he's got to listen to it on the way into work.
0: I, I, I send him the file, you know, when yeah. it's
1: done. Um
0: you know, and he sends me back his bow tie emojis, but um, <laughs> you know, I guess he he wasn't able to to listen fast enough. So yeah, yeah uh, Miles Michael's two year extension, forty mil, uh, good price. You know, it's. I think we were looking for like a Jordan Montgomery, maybe a Flaherty, maybe something a little bit longer yeah. for someone a little bit younger, but uh, I, I think, uh, this one in a vacuum, great. Like I have no problems with it, it, it even if Michaelis suddenly becomes ineffective, which I think is unlikely, it's not an extreme price for what people are paying for pitching these days. Um, I, yeah, Yeah. I, I, it's a good deal.
1: Yeah. I I think the price is, is fine. It's the years that are fantastic for the Cardinals. The fact that you can sign a big league pitcher to only a two year deal is coming off of a year. Like miles is coming off of is great for the team. Um, and as we said multiple times, um, for the past six months or so like absolutely necessary we need yeah. more than just steven matt's coming in to 2024 um yeah, and I we know i'm like two.
0: we've got two starters next yes. year
1: <laughs> yeah and like you know you can only rely on the kids so much if i was the cardinals you'd still want to see montgomery extended um and i wouldn't be mad there's a lot of really good free agent pitchers in this next year's class i would not be mad if they brought somebody in from that group yeah um, but no, you have to, this miles fits exactly with what the Cardinals are trying to do. He is pitched 200 innings in the big leagues. Um, he is efficient. He, uh, I, I mean, his stuff really hasn't degraded since he became a Cardinal, even with the injuries, he still can uh, hit mid nineties. He can still locate. He still doesn't walk people. Um, and he sticks around. Um, and, and I think we saw some flashes of brilliance from him last year. We saw him almost get a no hitter. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, what did, what did he's he got have? a great
0: mustache? He had a great uh, mustache. I mean,
1: what did he say? You got it. Sometimes you got to get back on that horse and ride on home or something. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's a great post game interview. Yeah. Honestly, I, I'm, I'm of the feeling that, you know, assuming he's remains effective, like just keep signing miles Michaelis. I know that he isn't super sexy. Uh, well, he is sexy. He's not His stat <laughs> lines aren't super sexy. Um, but he fits exactly like I said he fits exactly what the Cardinals are trying to do he's an innings eater he likes being here it's it's all great
0: yeah he's fun he's kind of a fan favorite like yeah I, I I think he will get this sort of treatment as long as he's effective um let him pitch until he retires um it's it's a real success story for the Cardinals front office too, uh, to go and locate him, um, you know, bring him back into the MLB, and for him to be so successful. And now he gets that real payday. I mean, he'd been making millions already off of these last few contracts, but now just a nice forty mil chunk there at yeah. the back end of your career.
1: Like, you know, what a what a good story and and what a success for him. So, um, yeah. And like he's such a big, strong guy, the the fastball still oh, mid nineties. Yeah. Like
0: a, he's a real uh, Pete Alonso. He's, he's a, a big, he's strong a, guy. I,
1: I'd take Miles uh, over Pete Alonso um, if, <laughs> if it came down to it. Um, cowboy energy all day. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like like I just can't get over the fact that he has looked, when healthy, that stuff has looked good. I think his stuff is a little underrated because he doesn't go for the strikeout so much. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah, I, I think it's a great move. Couldn't be more happy about it. Keep miles around. He, he'll he be 36 at the end of this deal. Um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if you and I are having this same conversation uh, next year or the year after that, when he's extended again after a, a nice 200 inning successful year. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, anything else from spring you want to talk about before we move into our
1: next uh next little chunk here? no i uh I hope we get to see Juan Yapez at some point. um I, I think he'll yeah. be he'll probably be first guy up if anything happens. Um, but no i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing this 26 man roster. yeah, um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, same. Um,
0: well, we're going to talk about the uh, the series that's coming up. But before we do, as always, we want to remind our listeners that this show is supported on Patreon, patreon.com talkingaboutbirds talking about birds. If you enjoy the show and want to support us, support the time and effort that goes into bringing this to you every single week, consider subscribing at our Patreon. Um, again, patreon.com talkingaboutbirds talking about birds. We spend a fair amount of our time putting this together, and we really love it. It's a labor of love, um, but we'd also truly appreciate your support if you're able to. Uh, Supporters at any level um, get access to our Discord server. We call it the Bird Birdscored. It's a great time in there. It's... uh, you know, we're talking about all sorts of things. Um, I had a legitimately fantastic time watching the uh, World Baseball Classic with people in the Bird's scored And I'm looking forward to watching games with people in the Bird's scored uh, In a lot of ways, it's become my sort of go to when I have a, a when I want to talk about baseball. My first thought is to go in there instead of like Twitter or something. So if you're looking for a, a tighter, more closed community that's focused on uh Cardinals and, and baseball and having a good time, uh, get in there for the cost of what do people say for the cost of less less than a cup of coffee a month, you can get in there and hang out with us. And we we appreciate it. So
1: um <laughs> if you if you're like a um, lot less than a cup of coffee. Like co- it's coffee a lot less coffee's like five fifty, I feel like. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well you yeah, you you get those things that are like
1: milkshakes basically with uh you know coffee powder and this um, is um, slanderous. A- I drink <laughs> I, I, I will say it I do sound a little bit like a fancy boy, but I like the nitro cold brew. That's that's I'm at black. Yeah. And then I just open up my vein and my syringe it right into it.
0: Yeah, I I like uh, I like nitro coffee. I like nitro
1: um, beer as well. I was talking about that with someone the
0: other day. Are you are you a generally a nitro fan?
1: Uh, I like nitro coffee. I want my beer cheap and bubbly. I don't need that nitro <laughs> stuff. I want ice cold Budweiser. Mm, Budweiser or a, a oh, nice uh, butter stick from the state of Colorado.
0: We've got Yingling here in St. Louis now, so oh. I've been
1: uh, I've been enjoying those. Lilies. I love Yingling. That's great beer. Yeah. That's that's the kind of beer I like. If you're okay, <laughs> to, to baseline. <laughs>
0: Uh, and uh, hey, if you can't join the Patreon, uh, consider leaving us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Smash that follow button. Hit that subscribe button. Uh, leave comments down below. And uh, <laughs> he pointed
1: down when he did that, ladies and gentlemen,
0: <laughs> and support the show. Um, we we appreciate it. Uh, ben, yeah. people want to find us online. Where else can they find us? Yeah,
1: we, we really do appreciate it. So thank you, everyone. Cannot wait to get the season started with everybody. This is, this is going to be fun. Uh, follow us on twitter at talk about birds follow us on instagram at talking about birds uh and follow us on the tiktok uh we got a tiktok if you want to see our faces and our uh hear our words see our faces hear our words that's (laughs) where you can find them uh per usual if you have any thoughts questions uh if you want to antagonize us tell us that we're ugly tell us that we're nice um or just say hi hit us up at talkaboutbirds at gmail.com
0: yeah. And hey, the offer is still open. If you're looking for some help on picking a plan to get around MLB's blackout or just access to uh, uh, games in general, let us know. We're, we, yeah. We've been doing that for years, so we're happy to help. And we've, <laughs> we've helped people from this show before, so um, let us know. So now we're gonna go into a mini segment that we do every once in a while, which is called Talking About Other Birds, because <laughs> the uh the Cardinals have a, a stellar opening day matchup. Uh um, yeah. really highlights the new scheduling system, uh, an opening matchup against one of the best teams in the AL, one of my favorite teams in the AL. The Cardinals are playing the Toronto Blue Jays, a a, a star-studded
1: team, to say the yeah. least. So yeah, um, uh,
0: should be a good test.
1: Yeah, I think like we we talked about the, the best aspect of the way that the schedule is made now is that Vladdy Jr. is coming to Busch Stadium every other year. Yeah. Uh you, we're gonna get to see Vlad Jr., Bo Bouchette, who we have not seen in, in Busch Stadium. And I mean, they, well, they just, man, they have so many good players. Dalton Varsho uh, with the big trade to the Blue Jays this year. Alejandro Kirk should be a Cardinal, isn't George Springer. Um, th- <laughs> this team is stacked. Um, you know, the, this team has been kind of in a weird holding pattern for a couple of years now. With with the emergence of Vladdy Jr. and Bo Bichette, they really took that next leap. Um, getting Kevin Gossman, Alec Manoa becoming who he is. They took kind of another leap. Um, and I believe that this team, now that they've balanced out their offense a little bit, bringing in Kevin Kiermeyer, bringing in Brandon Belt, Matt Chapman's going to be there a whole year. Um, th- this team is stacked. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a lot more noise in the AL um, East than people think. I know people are are pretty hyped on the Yankees right now, but if Laddie turns it around and, and everyone else is kind of clicking, I, I really think. That they can do some some good things this year so really excited to watch yeah. this game I wish I was there to see Vladdy in person in St. Louis I'm sure it's going to be a blast um and really quick just to go uh over some of the the starting pitching matchups that we'll see in this first series we're going to have Alec Manoa opening day starter against uh Miles Michaelis uh Kevin Gossman versus Jack Flaherty and Chris Bassett versus Jordan Montgomery um Alec Manoa is really, really good. I think that's probably the only one I'm not feeling super confident about because he is dominant when he is on. Um, But seeing Jack Flaherty, second game of the season, at least that's what's projected right now. Uh, We'll see if that gets moved. Very exciting. And and Montgomery versus the Blue Jays. Uh, I was reading the other day that he has a 302 ERA against the Blue Jays in his career, which is impressive, being that a lot of those games were pitched at Yankee Stadium. And the Blue Jays hit the ball far um, so yeah, I, am super looking forward to, it. I know it's weird to be playing an AL team an AL East team to start the season, but I love it. I think it's great.
0: Yeah. Some bird on bird violence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do. I, I think it's a ton of fun and it, you know, it just lines up to be with one of the, one of the, you know, darling teams of 2022 and a real up and coming team. Uh, Vladdy was my pick in a previous episode to win the 2023 AL MVP. Yeah. Uh I, I personally picked them to win the AL East. Uh, I think that they're going to be a great team, but you know what? I think they're going to get off to a slow start, at least in this, <laughs> in these first three games, uh, I wouldn't sleep on Gosman. He's yeah, really good. He and in good. a ballpark like, uh, Bush, I could see it being, uh, I'm I'm hoping game two is is more of a pitcher's duel because that yeah. means uh, Flaherty is also uh, performing well. Been a little worried about Flaherty over his yeah. last couple of starts, but we're really just looking for health out of him right now, and and that's still there. So, um, yeah, it's it should be a, a fun series.
1: Yeah, I, I distinctly remember a start against Kevin Gossman when he was still with the Giants. Maybe was that last year or maybe the year prior. I can't remember when that was. Two years but, ago. Uh, yeah. He was just pumping... That split change monster pitch, whatever you yeah day, and man, the Cardinals look bad against it when he when he's on. He is very very good, and it's it's so silly because it's just that one pitch. He's got a nice fastball too, but he can just throw that nasty thing over and over again.
0: The splitter split change that I think that is we're gonna see a wave of that in the MLB. I I saw something uh, I don't remember the percentage, but in the Japanese league. Um that, that splitter, which we saw in the WBC, is like the most thrown uh oh, breaking yeah. pitch in the Japanese league, and it confounded people all throughout the WBC, including United States uh hitters and guys like Kevin Gossman have made their career off of the splitter or yeah. split change. So I It wouldn't surprise me if we start to see that pitch grow in popularity. I,
1: I think you're right. I was just uh, I saw there was a little hit on uh, MLB TV uh, and Pedro Martinez was talking about not only is it an effective pitch, but how easy it is to throw to keep your your arm actions the same as the fa- you're doing everything the same as the fastball, just kind of, you know, where your fingers are affecting the ball. Um, so I, I think you're right. Uh, and man, especially when you got a power fastball too, it just. Yeah. It looks nasty. and But the thing with Gossman's is that not only does it break down, it like frisbees around too. It's it's yeah. going down and moving laterally. And it almost seems like he doesn't know where it's going. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it's, it's wild. I, yeah, he's, he's fascinating.
0: Yeah. And they brought in Bassett who had a good year with uh, the Mets last year.
1: And, you know, so and they,
0: they've added on, they added on to a great team.
1: I, I it's it's really easy. Like I think they had, they had a great team and they made so, the Bassett move and the Kiermeier move. I think while, while Kiermeyer is not the offensive player that he was, he is still a top flight center fielder Um, and a team that has all of those offensive players that we were already talking about. I think those two moves are going to look really, really good. I, th- I, I thought they had a great off season.
0: Well, you mentioned it already, but, um, I, I'm a big fan of this guy already. So I might be a little biased, but bringing in Dalton Varsho, yeah, who has turned out to be a Gold Glove level outfielder, uh, you know, he's probably not going to get any starts behind the plate. They they have, uh, they, they've said
1: he's the emergency catcher. He's emergency, the emergency catcher, catcher
0: yeah. yeah. And so they 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 you know they had a they had three high end catchers, and they've settled on the short term solutions of Kirk and Jansen. And they brought in Dalton Varsho to play left field and probably some center and and you know for them hopefully no catcher but uh, you know he he should that that's a gonna be a that's a gonna be a uh, a big <laughs> a big add as well so
1: it's a it's a good
0: <laughs> oh no all right um, sure yeah so yeah should be good and then right after that. Uh we already talked about him a little bit. Yeah. But here we go. 3 games set against the Atlanta Braves. Uh you know, and the Cardinals are going to need to beat teams like this. Uh so we we kind of already ran down the, their lineup and how deep it is, but uh their pitching is nothing to sneeze at either. Uh yeah, I think, I mean, you know, the,
1: the the one thing the Cardinals have going for them is that uh, it looks like they are likely to miss Kyle Wright. He is his his health is kind of pushed him back a couple of weeks. Um, but that being said, they have Jared Schuster, who's had a crazy good spring. Um, they are likely to run into I, it looks like they'll probably miss Spencer Strider. So, you know. <laughs> Thank God for Great. that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, but it, it's uh, you know could be Jared Schuster, it could be Charlie Morton. Um, there, I mean, I guess there's a chance Kyle Wright will be back by that point. Also, Rysel Iglesias and Tyler Matzik aren't going to start the year uh, with the club. They'll be back shortly. So the good news is, you know, the offense is going to be at full strength, but the pitching will be a little bit depleted. That being said, Soroka's on his way back. Like I said, Kyle yeah. Wright's on his way back. I mean the Braves are stacked, um, so you know I guess good for the Cardinals for avoiding some of those top t- top tier pitchers. But uh, man, they yeah. I mean they signed Kirby Yates is like a middle guy in their bullpen right now. That's like I know he's coming back from Tommy John, but he was one of the best closers in baseball very recently. Yeah. Like their their team is is good. They, uh,
0: they are missing Rysel Glacius, who they acquired from the Angels last year. Angels signed him to a four-year deal and then traded him like two months later uh, yeah. to the Braves. They're losing Rysel for now, but A.J. Minter, who was one of the best relievers in baseball last year, is going to slide into that back half. Uh, they've got Joey Menez, fra- who was a, uh, a part of the Tigers. He was their closer and one of the best pitchers on that team. Uh, who he's coming off of injury, but he should be good for them as well. So even with losing their best uh, reliever, they just have all these other guys to slot right in. They're a great team. You know, they, they obviously uh, had a real Cardinals exit to the, uh, from the playoffs last year, (laughs) but um, it was, uh, you know, they won over a hundred games last year and, it would be fair to say they should be better this year than last year.
1: Yeah. I like their, their offense, Ronald, the, the first three in their batting order, Ronald Lacuna, Jr. Matt Olson, Austin Riley, all three of those guys are MVP candidates. And if the year goes right for any of them, they could win the MVP and it's not a stretch. They are, they are a very, very good baseball team. Yeah. And then, Michael Harris,
0: Ozzy Albies. Oh yeah, everyone opt- else is
1: great too. Yeah. They, they
0: option Vaughn Grissom, who looked I, like the, you know, they're they're rolling with Orlando Arcia as their shortstop. Yeah. And and he's a name you might be familiar with. He he came up through the Brewers. Um, he's bounced around, but he looks like he might have actually, you know, started to click with the with the Braves. So it stupid Braves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we'll see should be a uh, Sean Murphy should be a Cardinal. <laughs> yeah, we should have both Sean Murphy and Alejandro Kirk instead <laughs> of uh, Wilson, though. We are excited about Wilson Contreras. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's going to be uh, so hopefully some really good baseball. Uh, I think start so. The season. Yeah. Uh, so let's go into our next segment, Ben. We've been kind of talking about this all spring. We're going to do some bold predictions. Yes. Who doesn't who doesn't love a bold prediction? Yeah. So. Uh, we both wrote down a handful of, uh, what we're calling good and bad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, um, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do the good first or do you want to do the bad first? Oh, I, you're, you know, we should probably start with the bad so we can end on a, on a higher note. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So
0: we're going to run through, uh, I guess, yeah, let's go through each, of, let's go down the line. Like, yeah, you do all yours. And then I'll do all mine yeah. of our our bad, bold predictions. And okay. this is hard to I really this was way harder to do than it uh, than uh good predictions because I'm like, no, I don't want any of these to come true, right? Yes. But it's trying to find like realistic bad outcomes for the Cardinals this year. So uh and 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 bold usually denotes like I tried to avoid just like generic bad outcomes, but like ones that would really be uh you know, really disappointing to us yeah. as Cardinal fans. I am
1: I, I I'll be curious to hear your judgment of how bold I have gone on my predictions. Cause yeah. I'm, I'm not sure if I've, if I'm up to the task, but yeah, you am
0: probably I'll, not bold enough either. But, okay. So
1: we'll see you right. go first. All right. I'm, I'm going to start. Forward. So my bold negative, uh, predictions for the St. Louis Cardinals in 2023. Okay. Uh, Dakota Hudson makes 10 starts for the Cardinals.
0: <laughs> so then that's bad that's you don't bad. want
1: that yeah that, that, i mean that implies that you have injuries that implies that jake woodford um is not working out that implies that matthew libertor is not working out and that yeah. you have to he he would be the you know the seventh or eighth guy yeah um, i mean he's probably eight or nine depending on where you consider zach thompson exactly so that's kind of where i was coming at there um okay and he's he's just been disappointing uh, Wilson Contreras has a below average offensive season and that's, you know, OPS plus under a hundred. Uh, my thought there is he's really, he's learning a new pitching staff. He's really focused on defense. He's talking about winning a gold glove. Um, and the bat just doesn't show up this year for X, Y, Z reasons. We'll see. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Um, I didn't touch on Wilson Contreras in mind, but that would be a huge bummer. That's yeah. his. His whole thing is supposed <laughs> to be uh, the bat will play and yeah. we'll learn to live with uh, reduced defense because no matter what, that was going to be the case. So yeah. we
1: might as well take the bat. Uh was picking on the catchers again. Andrew Kisner is the worst offensive player in baseball.
0: <laughs> That's your least bold one yet. <laughs> <Sorry>. uh,
1: <laughs> all right. Again, uh,
0: it'll all depend on how many at-bats he gets, on how you would declare that, yeah. you know, because like, uh, surely there's going to be someone yeah. who gets like, 10 at bats and strike out sure. all of them. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll
1: set, we'll, we'll qualify it at, at the way that we'll judge. This is we'll qualify it at however many plate appearances he has and set that as the rubric. Um, okay. And then we'll search uh, based on that.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and we'll, we'll re- just, if, if this is your first time listening to us do the stupid thing, we'll revisit these in, in six months. Um, yeah. Uh, and see how we did uh, next one. Steven Matz does not break 100 innings pits pitch this year. Ugh, I hate that. Yeah. I'm I'm really looking for a good
0: Matt's season this year. I was so hyped on him last year. Yeah. He just never got off the ground.
1: And we saw flashes. And this year, uh yeah. It's yeah. all right. Uh my final bold prediction Jordan Hicks ends the season with an ERA above four point five.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Um
1: I'm not sure how bold that it. one is, but yeah,
0: I could see it. Yeah, I think we're all hoping for more than that, but yeah, probably not super bold with with the ver- variability of a uh, of a reliever. But yeah, that would be a pretty big disappointment
1: with his stuff, though. That's that's kind yeah. of like it's just it's crazy to me. It's crazy to all of baseball, and including I, I'm sure Jordan Hicks feels this way too. Like how he should have a sub two ERA. The stuff is ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. okay, so that that's the that's my predictions.
0: All right, I have a few less than you, but um, I'll go ahead and get started here. Uh, this one maybe isn't as bold considering how the season's already starting, but Adam Wainwright will make less than fifteen starts
1: Ooh. as a Cardinal this year. Something so that would be horribly disappointing. Adam Wainwright is five wins away from two hundred. I know wins I know. don't really matter, um, to to nerds like us, but I would like to see wayno get to that. And that it's, would make it really difficult.
0: Yeah, at the very least, that's a fun thing to have happened. Even if yeah. you don't necessarily think that it's a it's a uh, like uh, you know a big difference between one ninety eight or whatever. Just uh, yeah. a, a veteran player hitting a big milestone is fun, and it's fun to celebrate. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah. So I I'm just really worried. We're already going into the season with a groin yeah. injury, you know. So all right, uh, the next one. Brendan Donovan will have the dreaded sophomore slump and OPS under 700.
1: Ooh, yeah. That would be bad. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, my next one, similar in some ways to one of yours, Ryan Helsley will not lead the team in saves. Oh, I hate you for saying that one. <laughs> <laughs> it, it could be for a lot of different reasons, right? Yeah. But uh, considering he is the presumptive closer, yeah. uh, something would have to go wrong. Uh, and then finally, here's my spiciest one. Mm-hmm. Lars Newt bar will have less plate appearances than Dylan Carlson. Wow, but he's newt.
1: He's a I Japanese know. sensation
0: he is, <laughs> but here's my thought. uh, you know he obviously has looked good, but we saw last year. His stat cast came from a huge range. It averaged out really good, but he was basically either on fire or really unable to maintain uh, any sort of plate approach. He looked good in the WBC. He's looked good in spring. He's young. I'm hopeful that he has progressed and he will continue to grow as a uh, major league um, hitter. But there is a world where he's overexposed and those struggles we saw last year that we are very happy to forget about because of how much we all love new bar. Um, that turns out to be the real new bar. And with such a stacked depth, uh, uh, such a stacked outfield comes, I believe, a shorter leash. And yeah. if he struggles, I think Dylan Carlson will be there to, to step in. And I don't, again, this is, a, pred- a bold prediction. I don't think this is the most likely outcome, yeah. but okay. I think this could happen.
1: All right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, nice uh, w- way to bring everyone down. Um, that's great. Uh, so now I'm going to do, I have some positive predictions and then I also, I'm going to round it out with just a, a thing that I think is going to have that I'm going to predict is going to happen this year. If, if that, okay,
0: I, I have some similar, we'll see. I have some okay. similar I approached
1: it similarly. Okay. So my, my first positive bold prediction for the 2023 St. Louis Cardinals, Jordan Walker wins rookie of the year. Boom. Yeah. Book it. Let's go. I don't think I need to add much to that. Just how it is. Nolan Gorman hits 30 home runs this year. Okay. Nice. Um, I, I like it. Tommy Edman steals 40 bases this year. I okay. think uh, the rules are going to benefit him. He had 28 last season. I think there's going to be an uptick. Tommy Edmonds a little wiser, a little uh, a, a little more aggressive, a little little crazier. Maybe uh, maybe he'll get to 40. I hope we have a couple of 40 stolen base people in, in baseball this year. Yeah, that would be really fun. Tyler O'Neill leads the team in FanGraphs WAR.
0: That's a fun one. Yeah.
1: I, I like think it. He's playing center field. He's feeling healthy. Goldie and Aronado are the guys still, but I think Tyler's gonna pop off this year. Let's go.
0: Yeah. I mean, that defensive premium position, you know, that he helps. just had it, it, it really helps.
1: Yeah. Um, and then my final positive bold prediction is Mason Wynn makes his big league big league debut in twenty twenty three. Okay. Nice. Okay. So then I have my one that's like I don't know if this is you could really be positive or negative. It's just my prediction for what I think is going to happen. Dylan Carlson is traded before the trade deadline.
0: Okay, yeah. So I have something similar. So I'll get to in a second.
1: Um, so you've and, got yeah. And I think I think what would happen is he'd get traded for a starting pitcher uh, with a, a so Dylan Carlson. I think he has four years of control remaining. I think he'd be traded for a starting pitcher with a similar uh, uh, years of, a uh, left on his rookie contract. Um, and it's, I don't think it, it highly unlikely it would be a one for one. Um, but I think Dylan Carlson, he's going to play well. Um, Jordan Walker is going to play well and Carlson is attractive and, uh, flexible. So that's, it's a weird way to talk about Dylan Carlson, <laughs> but I'd like to be clear. That's all in a baseball sense. Um, I'm hey, sure he's, you know, a, he, he's a it, handsome man. I'm sure he's, uh, He's An athlete, I'm sure he's flexible. He <laughs> plays those outfield positions. Sure. But I'd like to be clear, I meant that all in a strictly baseball sense. Um yeah, I'll say why not both? Why not both? <laughs> okay. Um I'm look,
0: I'm looking at these roofers over to my left. Oh, yeah. Hachi machi
1: machi.
0: Hand- <laughs> handsome and flexible.
1: I bet. <laughs> Rippling forearms. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Not like us, computer uh, right. boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, this halogen bulb is burning my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ugh. Um, my bold, good predictions. We have some overlap here, Ben. Okay. All right. Um, or some some similarities, I should say. No direct overlap. But my first one: Nolan Gorman will lead the team in home runs. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So you called it thirty. Yeah. Um, it's probably around there. Um, my only concern is playing time. Will he get the A-Bs in order to get to that point? But I think uh, one would come with the other, so I'm calling it now. Uh, I think we have several people around that 30 spot, and yeah. uh, Nolan Gorman is leading. Uh, my second one, Matthew Libertor will end the season in the Cardinal rotation and be considered the number three starter next wow. year behind, uh, behind Michaelis, Matz, and, and then Libertor. Wow! if we obviously go and sign someone, that that makes it a little more difficult, but you get where I'm putting him. Like, top option from within.
1: I'm taking your prediction as written, though, so no flexibility. Yeah, that's fine. All
0: right, and then my next two are less player-specific, but uh, this this one I'm really... I I, I think it's going to happen, Ben. In 2023, the stars will align. The Cardinals will throw a no-hitter. Wow. We have we've had the best defense in baseball or near best defense in baseball for several years now. Yeah, There's no reason to think it won't be there again this year. Uh, there's as much luck as there is skill in a no hitter. Um, it, it's wild to me that we actually haven't had one since what, like 2004 or whatever, 2003. Yeah. Um. So, I think it comes together this year. Now, who is okay. it? I don't know. You know, um, but I think we get one. We almost pick. got it last year with
1: Michaelis. I, I'm going to, I'm going to uh, pick, pick a name, Nate.
0: Uh, Let's do Jordan Montgomery is okay. going to throw a Cardinal. No
1: hitter. All right. Wow. That would be exciting. Give, extend them. Extend them. Nate's yeah. calling it now. Who's your pick? Um, I'm going to go with Michaelis. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he's efficient. He uses that great defense. Uh, Arenado is going to make an amazing play that uh, is all going to leave our uh, jaws on the floor, and uh, he's, he's going to get it. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll co-sign that.
0: Uh, my final one is, again, similar to yours, uh, but less specific, so I think yours is probably just more interesting. But I said the Cardinals <laughs> will make a impact trade before the trade deadline. Okay. So um, my thought here is that uh, I would not call uh, I think you could argue that the Montgomery trade would rise to the level of what I would call an impact trade. But I would consider the Montgomery trade the floor of what I'm looking for yeah. here when I say impact trade. So um, pretty much nothing like we've seen from the Cardinals uh, since like the Arenado trade. Yeah. Or if we're looking at midseason, I don't know. Uh Matt Holiday, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, John Lester, maybe, but yeah. that was a, uh, you that, know, that, that, not, I would not, 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 sorry, not, no. not, not John Lester, John Lackey.
1: Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah.
0: um, You know, but that level, like trading for a star and a need yeah. in the midseason for a playoff run is what I'm, what I'm looking at here.
1: Yeah, I think, I think dealing an everyday regular for a starting pitcher or another everyday regular is it would be included in an impactful trade. I, I would consider yeah. that impactful. Yeah. Okay.
0: So uh, those are my my bold, bold right. predictions. So uh, we will check in. Maybe we'll do like a mid season check in on this too, and yeah. see if 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 uh, any of this is trailing in that direction. Yeah. Some of these we would have a generally. You know, we should have a general idea of if we're heading in that direction or not.
1: Yeah. Tommy's going to have to start stealing bases early if he's going to get to 40. So (laughs) we'll we'll see.
0: Gorman's going to need a lot of home runs. So, hey, if you're out there, uh, let us know. What's your bold predictions? Uh, Tweet us or uh, TikTok us? I don't know. What's your bold predictions? Uh, uh, Let us know or email. Um, We'd
1: love to hear them. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us how stupid we are.
0: Uh, Tell Ben how stupid he is and and me, how smart, handsome, and flexible I am. Uh,
1: (laughs) You are patently not flexible. You might be the least flexible person I know. Uh, Both physically and uh, (laughs) mentally.
0: Yikes. My way is my way. Uh Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Let's check in on... Some of the uh, the
1: news that's happened around the league in the last week. Yeah, uh, I think probably the biggest story in baseball right now: uh, pitch clock. Right, we we have a, basically a month of baseball games. Obviously, spring training. So, um, I don't I don't think we could call this sh- shut this conversation shut. Um, but on average, the pitch clock shaved twenty six minutes off of games throughout spring training. Uh, the average game length dropped by that much is is what I mean to say. Um, I think it's great. Um, super exciting. I think uh, we've all seen the infractions go way down. I think this is going to be great. Um, no notes. Good job, MLB. This is one of the better things they've done.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I've had my concerns, and uh, but overall, my concerns have been lifted, and I've enjoyed it. Yeah. So um,
1: I'm here for it. Uh, the Cubs and Nico Horner, second baseman, agreed to a three year extension for thirty five million dollars, um, which, you know, proves or, or, or really expands on the point of what the Cubs are trying to do. It's run prevention, defense first up the middle. Nico Horner is good at that. So a little surprised by this, uh, but but I think it makes sense.
0: Yeah, he's good. He's not a star, but he also didn't get paid star money. Right. You know, like uh, if this completely collapses. Uh, 12 million a year basically is, is nothing in, especially to a franchise like the Cubs. So, um, you're, you're that they, they clearly are, are working on besides just run prevention. They're clearly trying to establish this floor for their yeah. team for the next few years. And I think this is a good one for that. And he might, uh, he could, he could put a couple he could put a year together too offensively. He's an interesting player. You know, he's definitely glove first, but yeah, he's not a slouch, uh, at the plate. He's got some speed, you know, he could, he could make it work. He could end up bringing in a lot more value than 35 million. If, if things come together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He He's a stolen base threat, high average guy, um, and still super young. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. The guardians, uh, and Andres Jimenez finalize a seven year, $106.5 million deal. um, I think it's a slam dunk. Uh, It looks like the guardians are trying to extend other young players. Steven Kwan is being talked about um, and the guardian, the guardians have a plan. I think they are trying to line up their good young players with Jose Ramirez's contract and, uh, and, and be successful. I will give the, uh, the guardians ownership group has been one of my least favorite ownership groups in baseball. It is nice to see, them pay their young guys before they have to. So good for them.
0: Yeah. Great deal for Andres. I mean, he is now, you know, generational wealth and uh, should, should return value for the, uh, for the Guardians as well. Um, he had a real breakout year last year. We'll see you know, what his long term, you know, what is he, what does he look like three, four years from now? Um, you know, he, there's a lot of different ways that he could go. Uh, but I, I think, it's a good deal and it'd be very unlikely for this to become a problematic contract for the,
1: for the guardians. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that could play shortstop at a high level and he had a, like you said, the offense last year was, was nice. Um, all right. Uh, over 42% of Japanese households watched the WBC final. It started at 8am. Japanese. (laughs) It's incredible. Um, it's incredible. I, I imagine. The bars were packed. People were, you know, hitting the sauce early. Everybody was having a blast. And then, of course, for them to win, pretty cool. Um, but, man, it makes me, when, when I saw that 42%, uh, it just, it makes me wish I was there to watch that, to be in an entire country of baseball nuts. Um, yeah. Sounds like a blast.
0: Pretty incredible. And I don't know exactly how they're monitoring these numbers these days, um, but... It almost feels like it's got to be more than that, right? Like, like how many people are actually tuning into it on TV versus can we accurately measure streams and and people who are viewing it in alternative uh, methods and how many people are packing into a house to watch it? So 42% of households had it on. Well, how many families are in those houses? Right. Right. So like. Uh, you know, it it feels like fifty percent of yeah. Japan watched that game, it's which pretty is cool. awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Daniel Murphy, uh, longtime big leaguer, uh, Nationals, Mets, Famous Rockies, Rocky, yeah. Rocky for a minute. Thirty uh, eight year old, after being retired for a couple of years, just signed a deal with the Long Island Ducks and is trying to get back into the big leagues, which I think is exciting. He says that he found something in his swing. Uh, and is feeling like he can compete in the big leagues again. Um, I just love a story like this. I, I hope he makes it back. We'll uh, Maybe we'll be watching the Ducks, another bird team, uh, to see how he <laughs> performs.
0: Yeah, if we expand on minor leagues, there are so many <laughs> bird teams. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I really like Daniel Murphy. I think it was the 2015 uh, playoff run with the Mets where he just went nuts went and, and out of control. Yeah. And that really propelled him into uh, stardom, uh, then went on to the Nationals, had some good years and, you know, anchored those uh, really famous Rockies teams that we all know about (laughs) that, you know, brought massive success and fame to the the city of Denver. So, um, yeah, uh, good for, you know, good luck. It seems it's quite the hill to climb, but
1: uh, maybe he can. I just appreciate a 38 year old who he's already secured the bag. He's got all the money. One, he just loving baseball and wanting to come back like he 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 doesn't need this i just i I think that's a a fun story um all right uh the last thing we always we like to talk about food on this show so i just had (laughs) to bring this up the rangers announced they are selling a two foot long quote-unquote boomstick burger at the ballpark this year it is an extra it is a two foot long cheeseburger it looks like an absolute (laughs) monstrosity um i find it horrifying uh, but I I felt that it was worth reporting, and and here we are. Yeah,
0: because they had that boomstick before, which was the two-foot uh, chicken tender, right? Yes, it, and it was so like now a five-pound chicken tender. Now, this is the boomstick burger. You got to cut that up like a party, like a, like one of those six-foot party subs, right? like I'd just take I'm it straight to it. the dome. Yeah, just tilt your head back open up the throat like like an anaconda swallowing a deer yes yeah uh
1: well i think i know where we're going
0: this summer
1: (laughs) (laughs) you think if you ate the the chicken nugget thingy and the boomstick burger at the same time you die yes yeah okay
0: yeah i don't think you do it i think you die before
1: All right, that's horrible. that's all
0: I got for League News. All right, we're going to wrap up this episode. We're going to play a little game, though, like we always do. Ben, we are going into opening day 2023. And if the projections uh, stick, if Brendan Donovan is the opening day leadoff man, that will mean now for... Uh, six of the last six years, the Cardinals have had a different person atop the lineup on oh, opening no. day. Yeah, today we're gonna see how well do you remember who's been atop the Cardinal lineup Ugh. on opening day in another edition of Who Charted? Okay, Who charted? okay, so. You kind of get the game. Yep. I've got, uh, starting in uh, 2023, we've got likely Brendan Donovan. Okay. Um, and then we're going to go backwards five years. And you tell me who was the uh, the uh, leading off on opening day for these teams. So uh, the 2022 Cardinals,
1: who was leading off? The 22. I, I think it It's either Tommy or Dylan. Um, My gut tells me to say Tommy, though. I think it was Tommy Edmund.
0: That is incorrect. You were close. It was uh, Dylan Carlson last year.
1: All right. 2021. Okay. That year, I feel more comfortable saying it was Tommy Edmund. That is correct. Tommy
0: Edman was the leadoff man in 2021. All right. Uh, 2020, we're starting to get back there.
1: Yeah. Now, 2020, I cannot remember if... That's such a weird year, obviously. I cannot remember right. if Matt Carpenter was healthy to begin that year or not. Um, it wasn't Dylan, because Dylan came up that year uh, later. It, or did he start? Did he start? Yeah, Maybe I think he so. Did start. Um but I'm going to yeah, I'm going to say Matt Carpenter was leading off for the 2020 Cardinals. That is incorrect, Ben. It was Colton Wong. Damn it, Colton. Yeah, Colten. I forgot about that. Yeah, Damn. that's when he was he was doing his on right. base thing. Yeah. Yep. The uh, all right. <laughs> the pebble. Uh,
0: 2019.
1: Okay. Matt Carpenter, come on now.
0: You got it. So okay. now you have gotten it. Twice you have gotten it wrong with a guess. And then it was that guy the year before. So you've been so close. All right. And I, I'm going to stop it at 2018, but I do have all the way back to, uh, 2013, which I'll run down here. So 2018, who was the opening day,
1: uh, uh, leadoff hitter. So I'm pretty sure. Carp was batting more in the middle of the lineup that year to try to spur the offense. Um, some dark days in 2018. I know as far my as the offense goes, kind of thinking like, was it Bader at that point because of the speed thing and it wasn't really working. So maybe, but maybe it was the, he was having like a good spring training. So they wanted to do that. I, I feel like I remember a storyline along that kind of thought process. Um, Oh, I hate this. Um, it's
0: tough. It's tough.
1: Who else was there? Uh, all those guys are gone now. It's funny. The how- last
0: three years have also been roughly two decades long, so it's really hard to uh, Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I think Bader. Uh, e, pff, uh, yeah, I just got to guess. I'm going to s 18, 18, 18. Yeah, I'm going to say Bader. Although I don't feel good about it. No, you, no, you knew it wasn't right the, yeah. the, the whole time.
0: Uh, so I thought you might forget about this guy, but how can you forget such a smile? Dexter Fowler, oh, man, this God. was, uh, yeah. Uh, yes. so Dexter Fowler. So, uh, you got two out of five. Um, 2022 yeah. was Dylan Carlson. 2021 was Tommy Edmund. 2020 was Colton Wong. 2019 was Matt Carpenter. 2018 was Dexter Fowler. 2017 was also Dexter Fowler. And then Matt Carpenter was the leadoff man from 2014 through 2016. Yeah. And then, uh, go way back 2013 opening day Cardinal world series, uh, year, uh, John Jay was the, yeah. uh, leadoff man. So, uh, so, uh, is this the year where we finally get back to some consistency in the, in the leadoff? Uh, hopefully, but, um, We'll see six years in a row. Different yeah. guy.
1: Yeah. I think if, if I had my druthers, my lineup would against the right-handed pitcher, it'd be Donovan Newbar uh to yeah. lead off. That's
0: um, what most are projecting right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. And uh, you and I did a little game about a month ago where we tried to predict the opening day lineup and we're both going to be wrong. Yeah. Uh, because neither of us predicted Walker making the, uh, making the team. We're all assuming he's going to be in the opening day lineup tomorrow. Yeah. Um, Everyone listening to this is already gonna know all of this. <laughs> uh so uh but you did Donovan Newbar as your prediction. Yeah, and I had Edmund up top. So uh you will likely be the winner of that game. Let's we'll, go we'll check in next week. So all right, everybody, that's it. It's here. Baseball. Maybe you're watching baseball right oh, now. Oh, I hope I'm that je- you are. I'm jealous of you yes. wherever you are. Yes. Um, so thank you again for listening. Consider the Patreon. The show is fan supported. We appreciate you, Patreon.com/slash/talking-about-birds, and we will be back next week to recap what happened in the first week of the 2023 regular season. <laughs> wow,
1: six and, and zero, it, baby, six and zero. Let's yeah. do it. And until next week, no Cardinals. Hey, okay, thank you. Bye.